Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Never hurts to be compared to Tyreek Hill. All of those guys are going to have their dreams come true on April 29th at the draft. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. J. Will back later in the week. It's great to have the Super Bowl champion, Chris Canty, joining the Super Bowl champion, Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Zubin Mahenti. You're about to take center stage because... We have an interesting question that Key doesn't think is much of a question at all. And by the way, all those guys I'm you just heard. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, that's for sure. We're going to talk to a big-time QB coach that's advising Justin Fields and Trey Lance as they get ready for those big second pro days. That's coming up in 10 minutes. So much more draft convo on the way. All the guys I just mentioned, fellas, are at the beginning of their careers. Julian Edelman is at the end. He made it official yesterday. I mean, how else would he do it? It's 2021. Of course, he did it on social media. Here is Julian Edelman saying goodbye to the NFL. Foxborough forever. I've always said, I'm going to go until the wheels come off. And uh, they finally have fallen off. Due to an injury last year, I'll be making my official announcement of my retirement from football. It was a hard decision, but the right decision for me and my family. And I'm honored and so proud to be retiring a Patriot. I'm going to give you a chance to get on the phone line here at 888-ESPN. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? And I'll give you time to dial in by telling you we're brought to you by Nature Valley, part crunchy, part creamy, all the sweet and a bit salty. Nature Valley's sweet and salty peanut bars are bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating. 100% delicious. Nature Valley we are better outside. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keys made his thoughts clear. Julian Edelman, great receiver, clutch receiver. But the Hall of Fame is the Hall of Fame. Chris, I'm just going to lay it out here. Uh, second most catches ever in the postseason. Second most receiving yards in the postseason behind Jerry Rice. Three Super Bowl championships. One Super Bowl MVP. A couple of gravity-defying grabs on the biggest of stages in two of those three Super Bowls. And an intangible that I think is important, a great story. I mean, is he, is he Kurt Warner? No, it's not supermarket to the, to the NFL, but it's seventh-round college quarterback out of the Mid-American Conference who was lucky to be a punt returner and turned into one of the most sure-handed players and reliable guys in a modern NFL dynasty. Is that enough to even merit consideration? No, it's not. Okay, and, I and I hear where you're going with <laughs> I the story. Try, I, I hear where you're going with the story, but that's just that's just the icing on top of the cake. Like the actual cake itself has to be the production and your impact on winning. And what I will say about Julian Edelman is that I appreciate his competitive greatness, being at your best when your best is required, being second in postseason receptions actually matters. Having a Super Bowl MVP matters. But key to your earlier comparison with Heinz Ward, I mean, if Heinz Ward, with what he accomplished throughout his career, can't be a finalist on the Hall of Fame ballot, then we for damn sure can't consider Julian Edelman. Like, I think Edelman will be one of those players that the Patriots fit for one of those red jackets to go in their ring of honor, but he's not getting fitted for a gold jacket anytime soon. That's not happening. I mean, I appreciate his ability, right? I I appreciate watching him play. I thought in that style of New England wide receivers, they've had a long laundry list of them. He was the best one. No doubt. Uh, inside guy, uh, not not going to catch balls on the outside edge of the numbers to the sideline. It's just not his style. Uh, he is known as a slot receiver, catching the nickels and the dime defensive backs, and sometimes those are your third and fourth best defensive backs that you go up against. Mm-hmm. Not his fault. He dominated them. Uh, and he's done a tremendous job. Great story. 
Like you said, it's a great story, great documentary, grateful to, to, for a book. But when you start talking about the Hall of Fame, it's a little bit different, man. You, you, it, it, There's it's, levels to this. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different. And yeah. I know the Julian Edelman fans are, are mad. They, they hate me right now, and they probably hate Canty and anybody else that don't agree. Um, he was certainly a key uh, ingredient to those three Super Bowls that he, that he won and whatever ones that he lost, he was a part of getting there. There's no question about it. But let's be honest with each other. He was playing for the New England Patriots. And New England goes, they went to 11 straight playoffs. They won the division 11 straight times. And he was a part of that. So when you go to the playoffs and you catch some balls, you're going to be second behind Jerry Rice. This is part of it. Uh, and, and it's good. It's great. But when you start thinking about some of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame, some of the guys that are borderline Hall of Famers, and some of the guys that are going to eventually get into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not his fault. It's just, and I understand there are individuals out there that started this a while ago about his great uh, catch that he had against the Atlanta Falcons to help, uh, you know, spearhead that comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. Biggest one ever in the Super Bowl. Biggest one ever, and I get it. The next, the MVP and the next thing, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. And it's just like, slow it down, man. Y'all do it too much right now. Corey in North Carolina. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? Well, what's up, guys? Listen hey. to you every morning. Thanks for having me on. Sure. What do you say? Uh, personally, as a Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills fan, regardless of that, this guy cannot be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's a great player for his time period, but he was carried by a great team, by a great coach, by a great quarterback. I think I just heard y'all saying he's been in the playoffs like 11 straight years. Of course, you're going to accumulate stats by doing such. Fair enough. There's a longevity argument there. Zach and Raleigh, North Carolina, Edelman, Hall of Famer or not? I don't think um, if, if Keyshawn ain't got a gold jacket yet, then Edelman dang sure ain't getting a gold jacket yet. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to get a gold jacket. I've I've realized that when I retired. I did not play long enough at the receiver position to compile the statistics that would warrant me to go into the Hall of Fame. And I'm okay with that. My career was great. I have no no ill will. I don't not one minute. Can't he play with me? He knows how I am. I don't I can give two dams. There's no chance Key's a Hall of Famer. Chris, just just look at your TV screen. Let, let's see. Is Key a Hall of Famer? What did it say when he retired on ESPN.com? It said, Keyshawn Johnson retires, joins ESPN. Okay, what did it say yesterday when Julian – star receiver Julian Edelman retires. <laughs> there it is. Julian Edelman, Hall of Famer. Keyshawn Johnson, just a guy. <laughs> look He's, at Evan trying to take shots at you. Look no, at it. it. No, it's true. Evan sent that to me yesterday. When Edelman uh, uh, retired, he goes, star receiver, retires. And yeah. then he sent one. Look at the one that they did for you when you retired. <laughs> and I told him, I said, that dude that did that for me, he probably got fired. He probably got fired by now. Here's the thing about this conversation with Edelman, though, Key. Like, at any point during his 11-year career, can we ever say that Julian Edelman was amongst the best at his position in the NFL? Like, I get it with the slot receiver thing being niche, but could you say that he was one of the best receivers in the National Football League? No, because you could take and move guys around. He wasn't a – he was he, he basically primarily played inside. 
Yeah. He never played on the outside where he would run an 18-yard comeback or he would run a skinny post. It just wasn't his style. It's not his fault. That's just what his strengths were was the slot. When you start talking about the top receivers in the game, he was never mentioned that. In fact, he was never voted into a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro. Pro Bowls typically are partial uh, fans, your peers, mm-hmm. and Coaches. executives. Yeah. Think about it. None of them put him in there. Yeah. So it's kind of like, we get it, I understand. It's a good story. Yeah, he's and, a very good, very good football and player. And a very good football player. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's the Hall of Fame ain't for everybody, man. Or is it? Corey in Charlotte, North Carolina. Is Edelman a Hall of Famer? Um, See, it ain't hung up on you. Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> uh, no, no Pro Bowls, no All Pro. I don't think he ever led the league in anything except for drops. Um, I say yes because his playoff moments are just more memorable than some of the guys who are in the Hall of Fame now. Like when you when you when you talk Julian, you talk about the Super Bowl catches and uh, the Super Bowl against the Rams. I mean, he put that work on to uh, to Keith and uh, and Marcus Peters. Like he put that work on. And it was a point in the time when he was the top slot receiver, but like, again, he a slot receiver. So, uh, and this comes from a Patriots fan. So I say yes and no. If he gets in, it'll be his last term to get in, if that. But I, I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't know. Gotcha. Get in. So he thinks he'll get in on the very – it's like the old doctor argument. What do they call the guy that graduates last from medical school? Doctor. doctor You're still yeah. a doctor, right? Yeah. You're still, you don't have to graduate first in your class. I so mean, he's I, a Pats I, fan, admittedly so. I, I, yeah, it's cool. It's a good conversation. We're having a good conversation. But it's just – I mean, come on, man. Anquan Bolton, Chad Ochocinco. I, I, I could go on and on and on. Rod Smith, Torrey Hope, Reggie Wayne. Do I need to keep going? I just do think something that Chris said and something that Corey Steve alluded Smith. to. And I, yeah, those guys are just are legendary players. It's just something about in the other sports. We talk about it in hoops all the time, like why Barkley can't sit at the table. And I can say that Barkley's a friend of the show. Like doing it at the biggest stage in your sport and having the bling and the hardware, he's got that. I'm not saying that's the whole thing, but in other sports, if you're a baseball postseason hero, I'm not even you could you bat fin- 270 Zubin? in the regular Zubin? season. I'm not even going to let you finish. I'm not going to let you finish. If I put you on the damn Patriots, you can get win three championships too. So does that mean every coach on the Patriots staff belong in the Hall of Fame because they was there and they all got rings? No, I definitely think Edelman, you know, those mo- but those that catch against the Falcons. Those, uh, Corey are great, mentioned- those are great moments to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame so people can walk around and see the archives and all the different stuff. Or Those are great moments for that. Those are great moments for us to live on SportsCenter and see in pre-production before the games when ESPN has the Super Bowl in a couple years. Those are all great moments. But those moments don't get you a gold jacket, dog. We'll, go, we'll settle with what Chris said, a red jacket, and getting into the Patriots there Hall of Fame in 2025. Yeah. That's a slam dunk, no doubter. And he is done I with football. I need him as my campaign manager. Right, bro. I'm telling Ooh, you. Zubin. Come contract <laughs> Zubin, time, let Zubin stand on the table for you. That's, what? that's the guy that you want negotiating. And I just quickly would mention that our Jeff Darlington did say if there's any, there's no Gronk talk here, like retiring and then suddenly showing up to play with Tom Brady in Tampa. Jeff Darlington threw some cold water on that. So it, a career is done for Julian Edelman, certainly exceeding any 
in all expectations. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels good. Home run in the ninth kind of good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data, 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise, and no let-up in NFL Draft QB Talk. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I got I to gotta be honest. Uh, that, that Marcus Spears comment took me there. You know, Troy Smith, Cardell Jones, Dwayne Haskins. But everybody's their own man, right? I mean, everybody's their own man. But you know what's so crazy about that, though? I'm not it, saying he's wrong. I'm, know, I'm just a little bold. It's no, little I'm bold. saying it, reality is, though, in certain schools and certain situations, mm-hmm. positions and stuff like that matters yeah. where it's like, you know what? Stay away from that guy. Yeah. You know, stay away from him because he plays that position. At that, It's just a weird – I don't know why personnel people think like that. Certain schools, they love to go in and get that position. Mm-hmm. And in another position, they're like, ah. Eh, we don't want to touch you. The position we're talking about now is quarterback. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin with the Super Bowl champion Chris Canty in for Jay. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline, which is where we head now to check in with Quincy Avery, quarterback coach to the stars, uh, specifically with Justin Fields, the aforementioned Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. And this is a guy we've wanted on the show for weeks. I know he's got a personal connection with Key. Quincy, good morning. Thanks for being here. You're up close and personal with Fields. And Lance, we've heard much about this second pro day, especially that Fields is going to have. So from your perspective, what is he looking to improve on from pro day one to this impending second one on the horizon here? What's going on? Um, The interesting, it's not really so much about improvement in this pro day. It's really being able to do it live um, in front of a a different group of coaches who are now going to have the opportunity to see him and really gauge him against the things that they've seen other quarterbacks do uh, in their pro days. So Kyle Shanahan will definitely be here. We'll get a, a host of other coaches um, who get the opportunity to go out and see him live and in person and really get an idea of what he looks like when they're standing right behind him um, and he's going through these workouts. Quincy, how much has, has Justin been, if at all, motivated by 
this conversation that he's fallen and Mac Jones has risen? You know, it's interesting. I got to talk to Justin about that, um, specifically after, like, what Dan Orlowski said a couple weeks ago. And he's like, man, I'm not going to worry about what anybody's saying about me. I'm going to go out there and do the work. But I I think that he understands kind of what's going on, and and it's a bit frustrating to see the perception of him as he might not work the hardest or he doesn't do X, Y, and Z, when all he's done since he stepped foot on each and every college campus he's been on is do the right things, work as hard as anybody, and be as prepared as any quarterback um, throughout college football. Quincy, you talked about the perception of – Justin Fields and the work ethic being a concern for some of the teams. What are some of the things that you've seen from him in terms of how he works throughout the pre-draft process? So I'll talk about times during COVID. Um, this offseason, guys were, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks across the country taking days off. Justin Fields would drive an hour and 45 minutes, four days a week um, in Atlanta, coming from the suburbs to Atlanta to come train with, with me and follow that up with go to strength and condition and workout. Like he was, he's always done so much more than other guys in terms of doing the little things right. Um, people said he was not in the best shape. So we switched to this vegan diet. Like every time people talk about how can I get better, Justin takes full advantage of that. Um, so I think that we, if you really get to know him and see the type of person he is, you get a really good idea. Like I, I couldn't want more from a guy than what I see, see from Justin. You, you've worked with a couple of Ohio State quarterbacks, one in Dwayne Haskins. What, what do you see the difference is between the two Ohio State quarterbacks? Because there's a lot of people out there, not a lot, but there's people out there that think the lack of production for Ohio State quarterbacks in the pros is basically linked to Ohio State style of play when they're in college. Yeah, so I think you could say that about quarterbacks pre-Dwayne, right? So – Dwayne struggled, but it's never been about – Dwayne has struggled to this point, but it's never been about his talent or his ability to do things. Like, I just think he's struggled at some of the things that um, make you a pro quarterback, but I think he has the opportunity to improve on that. Um, the things that they're asked to do now, the things that Ryan Day does, coming from his background as an NFL coach, they really put you in a position, I think, for Justin to come in and be really successful in the NFL. And I think that people who are scouting logos or scouting jerseys they're doing this wrong. This isn't the same offense that Urban Meyer was running where he was tasking quarterbacks to do things like Tim Tebow where it's a bunch of zone read. They're running the ball a ton of times, and they're going to throw the guys who are wide open. Justin was really asked to go through full field progressions. Like We hear people say he was only throwing to the first read. Well, all the statistics say something completely opposite of that. He was the most accurate passer after getting off his first read. So, Justin is more than ready to do the things in the NFL that, that, that we're asking quarterbacks to do. You've been around a lot of quarterbacks a long time, whether it was working at UCLA or Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or private workouts, whatever the case is. You also trained Trey Lance, who's in this year's draft, who some say could potentially surpass Justin Fields. What are your concerns about some NFL teams that may think that his lack of playing against big-time competition – could be a somewhat of a deterrent for them drafting him. I, I understand when people say that, but then you have to also have to think about the guys who he was playing with. Now, Trey had some talented teammates, but he didn't have the guys at Alabama where you got Jalen Waddle on one side, 
Smith on the other side and guys are running wide open play after play, Trey really had to make great throws. These guys aren't making catches outside of the radius, right? If he doesn't put the ball in the perfect spot, then the catch isn't being made. So I understand when people are saying, like, the competition wasn't as good, but the guys who were playing around him also weren't as good. So a lot of times he was tasked with doing more than many of these quarterbacks um, who had the advantage of going to these big schools loaded with talent. Quincy, give me a pro comp for Trey Lance. That's really interesting. I would say he's got a, a little bit of Josh Allen to him. I think he's a better athlete than, than Josh and a more natural passer. Um, so, so that's kind of where I would he, – he really is reminiscent of, of Josh in terms of his ability to run the ball and really drive the ball down the field with his arm strength. Quincy, what about the timeline and his development? Because we really didn't see Josh Allen take off until year three. Are you expecting that same type of development in terms of the timing for Trey Lance? It's really going to be interesting to see how this offseason plays out. Like, I know the NFLPA doesn't want these guys going to, to any of these offseason workouts. So Trey will be a little bit behind because he hasn't had the opportunity to play football this whole year. So it, it may benefit him to, to spend a year not as a starting quarterback really learning an NFL system much like the experience that Patrick Mahomes had. And then I think that year two, year three, um, we'll really see something special uh, in terms of training his ability to go out there and win games on Sundays. Which one comes off the board first, Trey or Justin? Ah, You got to pick one, right? (laughs) Man, you know, I I don't know. I, I think the things that I'm hearing lead me to believe that it's, Trey, Trey is a real possibility with the 49ers at three. So that, that's what – so I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Is, is probably going to come off the board earlier this year. Wow. wow. There's a lot of discussion about Mac Jones, but Key was on the program yesterday, Quincy, in our first hour and essentially said it's got to be Lance. And the last thing I would tell – you obviously know this, but I just think one of the things that's the most underrated thing about Trey Lance, and I would just say this on the way out the door, and I really appreciate you, you joining us. And I just want you to hear this. Normally we let the guests go, but I think this is really important – um, you can look at any quarterback from the FCS level, Easton Stick, Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, Tony Romo, um, any of these guys that play, uh, the late great Steve McNair, all these guys exhausted every drop of eligibility. The fact that this guy could go top three at the toughest position to play in pro sports and do so coming out of the FCS level with eligibility to spare. I don't want to sound too nerdy about this. That is an unbelievable accomplishment that I don't think people are realizing on the surface. So wherever Trey Lance lands, it's going to be a win and an unprecedented move unlike any other, and you've helped him get there. So I wanted to make sure you heard that. Thanks for joining us. We've been looking to run you down, and it was well worth it, man. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me. All right, but Good stuff. Key with the assist in the box score yeah, on. How yeah, about we, that? Yeah. yeah, we wanted to get him on, and Key's like, you need him? We'll get him. On the way. Train some pretty good ones. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, and these two guys, if they hit, right? I mean, it's pretty good ones for years to come. They thought Sam Darnold was going to be a pretty good one. He was drafted in the top three, much like Lance might be later this month. But three years later, well, he's starting all over. Wait till you see what he had to say on the way out the door and the way in the door to Carolina. Next, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Jets are trading quarterback Sam Darnold to the Panthers. So what does today's move mean for Carolina? What it means is that Sam Darnold is going to be their starting quarterback. They're going to pick up the fifth-year option. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. So I guess that means don't call on Live 5 unless it's absolutely positively necessary. But don't worry. If you happen to be on Line 5, maybe you can buck the trend. So here it is. Call a roulette. You fellas are on the line. The ladies on the line. 888-ESPN. You know the deal. You know what line you are. We'll spin the wheel. I'll announce a line. If it's you, go ahead. Tell us who you are and what you want to ask. The phone lines are filling up fast. All right, Alan. Let's spin that roulette wheel. I'm a very orderly person, so let's just start at the top with line one. Hey, Colin from Sacramento. I just wanted to say I agree with Keyshawn uh, that if Julian Edelman gets in the Hall of Fame for team success going to the Super Bowl, that's disrespectful to the career achievements of the guy, Larry Fitzgerald, Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt. I also think the Niners need to be picking Justin Fields at number three. Yeah, he's he's probably right on the Justin Fields thing, either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. They it's smoke screen, man. That's all I can say. I trust Adam with all my heart. I trust Adam, but I also know sometimes you send people left when you go right. Mm-hmm. Got to play the game. Adam Schefter, the NFL's best insider, key referencing there. Let's spin that wheel. You know, in honor of Julian Edelman's three Super Bowl championships, <laughs> let's go to line three. Come on, line three. Come on. Let's go to line number two. Right this way, sir. Come on. 
We're going to spin the wheel and go to the number I was dreading going to, but let's spin it and see if it lands there. All right, you heard the disembodied voice of Jay Will say, don't go to line five. Line five. Hi, line five is here. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Key, is that you? Yeah, what's up? Key, I, I like what you're saying, you know, but what happened if if uh, the tight end Pitt and Penny Sewell there at 11? Then I'm, then I'm going with Penny Sewell at 11. I need an offensive lineman. I don't need another tight end. Chris, is he going to last? Penny Sewell, Mel's got him at five, the uh, tackle from Oregon. Yeah, I don't think either one of those guys fall outside of the top ten. But, but you just never know. But if both yeah. of them are on the board and you're set at the quarterback spot, I, I think you have to go with the offensive lineman. All right, so line five, Mel's got Penny at five. Let's spin the wheel. All Back to line one. Terrence from Denver. What's that? Keyshawn Johnson should be a Hall of Famer. If Julian Edelman is considered a Hall of Famer, how is my boy Key not going to the Hall of Fame? By the way, go Jets. Gotham Green for life. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 good, man. I'm good. I'm happy. I like that he's showing some restraint, Zubin, and not going back to the Julian Edelman conversation. He's just going to let yeah, it go. He's going to let it breathe a little bit. I appreciate that. Talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's just not. It's a good conversation for us on shows today. Let's talk about something. Let's spin the wheel and find out what. Line three. <laughs> How about four? We're no no zapping here. Line four. I'm glad you're not my dealer in the casino, man. Hey, <laughs> this is James calling out of Jersey. What's happening? How you doing? Hey, I listen to you guys talking about the NBA Finals, and I keep hearing L.A. and New York and L.A. and New York. Where's the love for Philly? We got the second-best defensive team in basketball. We got an MVP caliber player. I don't know what's missing that. Why? Why everybody doesn't believe Philadelphia is going? Y- to the y'all got the best. Y'all got the best big man that ever played a game, skill wise, according to somebody that worked with me. So Thanks. I don't know. Here's my big question for the Sixers. That's what they tell here's, me. Here's my big question for the Sixers, Keith. Allen is Joel Embiid. So. Who's going to close the games in the last five minutes? Who's going to be the guy with the ball in their hand that can create their own shot and create for others? Allen, because it's not going to be Allen? Joel Embiid. So who's that guy going to be? Allen, can you help us? You would hope it would be Joel Embiid, but it's the guy with the shooting sleeve, Ben Simmons. You hope. But he can't shoot. Yeah, that's, that's the, the problem. problem. Come take the sleeve that, off. That might be you, a problem. You, Alan, you told me you told me Joel Embiid had more skill set than Akeem Olajuwon, so I don't, you know. Hey, bro, he's the most skilled center to ever play in the NBA. I, I just that's know just a dude named Dream. I, I, I get it. I get it. Sixers looking for their first NBA championship since 19. 19- 83. Let's. Fo, fo, fo. Yeah, fo, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Moses. Let's spin the wheel. Line number six. I'm dreaming. Spin it one more time. So glad he <laughs> My arm's getting tired. There's a lot of spinning here. Line three. Hello. Yo. Hello. Yo, yo! This is Jason from Phoenix. What's up, Jason from Phoenix? Hey, uh, Keyson. Uh, Edelman has 
three thousand yard receiving uh, seasons. Yeah. Didn't even play sixteen games in none of them. You got four. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but he, he didn't accomplish enough. They should he put him in. Enough. He, he ain't got enough games. He ain't got enough games, but it's not because of talent. He has the talent. He beat the best at the highest level. Yeah, he should go in the Hall of Fame then. I ain't, you know. Go on, put him in, man. Go on, right? Go on, put him in. Ride him all the way to Ken, baby. Spin that wheel. Back to the dreaded line number five. Hey, Keith. Yo. Hey, man, I'm from California like you is, bro. Most, most cross, man, girl, Trojans fight on. I got one question, though, bro. What's happening? Man, you black and don't know how to swim. No, man, I can't. I can't <laughs> swim, man. That's just, you know, I never learned as a kid. Yeah, bro, you had to learn how to swim. No, nah, where I lived at, we didn't have a swimming pool, and my older, my brothers and sisters wasn't taking me to exposition swimming pool with them because they had to watch me, and they wasn't doing that. So I never learned how to swim. Let's so, look. Go ahead, what so do you got, what Chris? Do you, what do you do when you go to the beach? Do you go to the beach? No, not really. You don't go to the I beach? mean, I go to the eh, not really though. Oh, okay. No, right. no. If, like when I go to resorts and pools and things of that nature, yeah, I chill in the lot. Why do you think we got the chairs? Oh, okay. So you we just kick on the back chair. and you just on the sidelines. You never getting in the water. No, I'm gonna get in the pool. Okay. I can get in the pool and okay. I can swim good enough to mess around in the pool. Okay. But when we start getting out there with them sharks and all that weird, you're not stuff, doing that. Okay. Hell no. Gotcha. Who's okay. doing that? Okay. Appreciate the loyal Extr- listenership. Extreme. We brought this up like a month ago out of nowhere. He remembered. Yeah, I'm not doing no extreme nothing. I want to be able to look down and see my toes in the water. I, I want to be able to do that. No diving. I want to be able to walk across the pool mm-hmm. with a drink in my hand and not worry about nothing, hold on to the ledge. I want to do that, Ken. Okay, so you got to make sure it's a controlled environment. You're Absolutely. You're in the ocean. You no, don't want no surprises. Hell no. I got it. It's things down there that do bad things to you with bad intentions. So even if you're in clear water, you can see your feet in the sand at the bottom yeah, of the Yeah, I got to be ocean. in the Caribbean. I'm good because okay. then I can grab it and see it. But you, when you're you out that. there messing around that dark water, no, nah, I'm not good. Doing that. Leave that to you and Zubin. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow Dude, say, morning. I can't swim. I'm black. No, I cannot. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.